Hello, welcome to the Magic Musicals and Theatre podcast. I'm Alice Arnold, and this week I'm speaking to Alice Fern, who's starring in Wicked. When we're in the company office yeah. um, of, of Wicked, and I'm sitting with Alice Fern, who's, uh, well, not who plays Elphaba yeah. in Wicked. I do. Um, it, diff- not easy to recognise you because uh, you're... Completely. No, I'm uh, yeah, very inconspicuous in my... Normal. Day-to-day gear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I.e. not green. Yeah, I know. Unless you look really closely at my hairline and then it ah, might give it away. Where you didn't look, quite... I'm gonna, sh- I'm oh, totally actually... Gonna, yeah, it's embarrassing. She's right. It? Yeah. There is hair. a tinge I'm so sorry of a greenish the, the small t- price to pay is tinge. what I call it <laughs> anyway, it's a beautiful summer's day and here we are inside now I I saw I came to see the, the show with yep. you and Sophie um, a couple of weeks ago yeah and then I found a ticket stub in my pocket from Wicked which shows I don't wash my clothes often enough <laughs> but anyway it was from 12 years ago when I oh, first saw, saw it, it with, with Adina Mendoza. Yes, wow. yes. So the first thing that struck me, because when I first saw it 12 years ago, mm. it was like watching a Broadway production, I think. Absolutely. It was very American. I completely Everything agree. was American. Everybody mm-hmm. was American, whether they were American or not American. Sure, they okay. spoke yep. American. And the first <laughs> thing that struck me was, this is not American, this is very British. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, when you have... Um, I mean, Sophie's Welsh, but, you know, when you... you when you have, the, I mean, I think back in the day, I think they, a lot of them did have the British accents back in the original, but obviously Adina um, will have spoke um, relatively American, I would imagine. So um, it is, uh, it, we are very, very RP now, I suppose. We've gone even further. We've embraced, I suppose, the fact that we're very British and we're doing uh, our, our shears and our Oz. Why can't it be with English accents? I suppose yeah. we really embrace that. And... Um, and yeah, I don't think it affects the story at all. I think it's quite, <laughs> I think it's quite nice to hear because then it really highlights for me the wizard because he's obviously from Kansas and what have you. And you suddenly go, oh, yes, I can really hear that American accent. And I think sometimes it helps the audiences go, oh yeah, that's you know you sort of connect the two dots. So um, it is very British, I think. Yeah. yeah. No, and and well, what it does is it enables you to completely put your stamp on the completely. on the on the performance rather than doing somebody else's. Um, you are you and and that's the other thing I noticed that for both of you bringing your own brand of humour to it your own very much so yeah I think when sometimes actually an accent I uh, it seems negative but you hide behind you can hide behind an accent if you're in a show doing an accent when I did Shrek it was very much that uh, you had I had an American accent and it felt like I could really disappear into that character even more so so then when, yeah, it's a British accent and it's pretty much my regular sort of talking accent, it is, um, it is sort of very much me. It feels a lot more connected to me. So, yeah, you create your character feeling that that is a little bit more of you in her than maybe in other parts that you've played before. Mm. And it has the part... You've been doing it for about a year now, uh, Yes, right? I stand yeah. by it first. So I've done it... I've probably... I've been playing it for a year and I was about uh, ten months before that standby for it. So, yeah, so near, almost nearly two years I've been involved with the show itself, yeah. And has it changed for you since you've been Well, weirdly, doing it now? I would say that I I don't notice that I've I've developed it or changed it much. I I, I suppose throw myself into the part each night. I do what I do. I um let the story get, I tell the story and what have you. And actually when I have friends come that maybe saw me when I was standby and to now, they go famous quote from my friend was she's a very different beast darling now <laughs> and um and and I was like yeah is it really I didn't really know and um because I don't ever see it I suppose when you're there every day it's a bit like you know not realizing someone's got 
much older because you're with them every day. You know, it's that sort of same thing. I don't realise that she's developed. My alphabet has developed particularly. But, of course, I suppose she has because I get to know her that little bit more every day. So, of course, she'll move. She'll, she'll become something maybe... Um, and you play different. around with it more, presumably, yeah, when do. the part's well, your own and you're not standby yeah, anymore. You, you, totally, you feel you can um, t- can grow and grow with it within the part, and and yeah, and try new things, see if they work. Because also, you know, we don't want to keep it too boring for ourselves. Obviously, we will always sing the same lines and do the same staging. But yeah, for your own head and for your own creation of the part, um, you do move and you do sort of try new things just to see if that works. And absolutely, some don't. Um, but yeah, and so that, but some <laughs> hopefully do, and uh, and yeah, and so so absolutely, she grows from that. Now, everybody asks you. We've talked about this about being green, but you said you and I, so I was going to avoid mm. that as just like boring, no. boring question. But actually, you said you've got a good answer for it. So tell well, us about the green makeup. Well, it's really how you get interesting. It on, how you get it off? Because people always ask me, you know, like how because I I'll, I can get out of this theatre. So I come down. We come down about between 10, 10 past and 15 minutes past 10. And I will be out of the theatre by half past. It, and yes, it's dark, so it helps a smidge, <laughs> but I will majoritatively get this green paint off. And the people are amazed, and there will be you know, fans at stage door and, and, and people who watch the show just going, I don't understand why you look like that right now, because how have you done it? And I think it's really amazing, because it's a water-based makeup. Um, that is so thick, and it lo- and then it's, does someone it's, help you put it on? Oh, someone because it's for very me. I'm not even. No, it's very very evenly put it on. I be, notice. Yeah, it, it's very even. It's it no has clumpy to be, bits like fake tan. Yeah, it has to be really really blended, and the lines can't be too sharp from where it stops, so it obviously seeps through. So it's really, really yeah, it's specific, and also uh, I don't know if people will notice it, but it's she gets darker by act two. So as the show goes on, her green gets darker as she ages. So does someone do that so for you in the interval? Keep, yeah, someone darkens it in the interval. Oh. She gets more of an eye. Um, so then, so yeah, there's more and more paint putting on. And then to dry it, what they do is they put this sort of like what can only be described as talcum powder, almost basically all over it to dry it, so it sets in place like a setting sort of spray in a way. And um, and if the more you sweat, obviously the more it's going to sort of slightly lift. But I I am sort of lucky in that I don't sweat an awful lot. I'm not. A sweater so it um, it stays on quite well but yeah getting that off in the shower is um, one, of, one of the biggest challenges a lot of scrubbing I'm, my face is constantly exfoliated um, from the scrubbing <laughs> um, and I managed to and I yeah I managed to get it off with uh, a combination of like oils and um, and baby shampoo randomly that's my that's the gift and actually Villamine who was before me taught me the baby shampoo thing and what on earth is in baby shampoo? I don't want to no, say. Some but, things just work but for those works. things, though, don't they? They do, yes. and it just it really gets a great lather once you've used the oil and you've still got plenty in your face. Trust me. Then I get all this baby shampoo, and I um, and that's what finishes and takes everything else off. Um, and yeah, and I can do that in like ten minutes. I mean, I don't look great. Don't get me wrong. I don't look, you know, right Oscar worthy. <laughs> um, but I definitely look acceptable to get on a train home. <laughs> Now, the other thing that you have to do in the show, apart from being green, is you have to go very high up. As in fly? As in fly. Yeah. Do you have any... Is heights all right for you? Heights have always been fine. Yeah, I've got a problem with edges. Easy. Weirdly. You know, like if you stand, not that I particularly ever do on a day-to-day basis, but on like a cliff edge, you know, or like a platform edge, that I really don't like. But if... uh, But up being high, like in a plane, I can look down, that's absolutely fine. Or anything like that. So when we did 
the flying originally, I've got this sort of thing that clamps around me so that it protects me. And because I could feel that, not bothered in the slightest. Safe. Because safe I just knew I was safe. I had that to cling on to. And so then when I flew, it was quite, you know, quite liberating actually. But yeah, I mean, if you've got a problem with flying, that's... That's not that the greatest moment it, it, for you. It, would, yeah. it wouldn't be. Um, right, now, you were in the film of Les Miserables. Yes, I was. Tell us about that. Well, I did Les Mis, um, so 2006, 2008. And anyone who'd sort of been in the show before or previously was sort of given the chance to audition for the film. Um, because there's so many little bit parts, so many different scenes, so many wonderful things that you can sort of be involved in. And they wanted people that knew it um, because it was obviously being recorded uh, vocally live. So they needed people that could sing and couldn't just get anyone sort of... And, um, and so, yeah, I, I got part of the uh, factory scene, uh, one of the um, opening scenes, really. And uh, we were on location. We were down, I won't say, like, sort of the East Country a little bit, down the bottom of East Essex Way. And um, I was in a scene with um, Hugh Jackman. I saw Hugh Jackman. I met Hugh Jackman. I spoke to Hugh Jackman. That was- what did you say um, to him and what did well, you say to you? Well, sort of probably embarrassing, just, oh my God, I'm such a fan. <laughs> you know, such a fan. <laughs> and um, he is one of, probably the one of the nicest people on earth. Um, very, very giving, like, would make sure he'd come in and say hello to everyone, no matter how many people are on set. He's just one of those mm-hmm. kind of guys. Russell Crowe, I saw as well, nearly fainted. Um, did he say uh, hello to everyone he, too? He, he said a sort he of didn't, really... He did he? Go on, I, he didn't. No, he, well, he walked past me at the buffet car. And I was sitting there having a thing. I just looked up and I saw he was walking past. So I, re- I definitely wanted to get to stare. And he just went, hey. And I, yeah, definitely sort of thought that's, that's a passing out sort of moment. Then walked off. Didn't speak much more than that. Hugh Jackman, full conversation. I, right, I, won't, okay. you know, I don't know what that means. No. Um, but still, but yeah, think... they were great. No, it was such good fun. And it was a real experience as well because singing that live as well, we all had little in-ear pieces that we had to sing. And that was quite difficult to hear. So it, there were so many challenges. Um, on top of it just being so you're wearing earpieces all of everybody is because the music was being played just off set on a piano and you had to listen to the piano and obviously sing along and then that would be the final recording so I mean and then they put the orchestra on top of you so if you were pitchy that was the other problem if we couldn't if we couldn't hear the piano very well which was often right then the orchestra were having to play Against people that were singing a little bit sharper flat, so it, it was. Uh, I mean, God, God love the people. Could you the hear each other for that? Well, yeah, not? really well. But you know, when it's only one dodgy piano in your ear, um, it was a real challenge. Which you know, so that for everyone, you know, the sound department must have just worked so hard to get that together. And then microphones all over the set, presumably. Yeah, microphones as normal. Yeah. yeah, but it was the challenge of getting us to hear the music so yeah. we could sing along. Yeah. That I think was the the key but they did it and they did it really really well and yeah that was great and it, it was the show for me Les Mis was what got me into musical theatre I remember watching the 10th anniversary when I was um, when I was a kid and going this is a musical of my dreams and, and to get in it was that step and then to be part of the film I just went that's the perfect sort of circle to finish off my sort of performing dream in a way but then you came into well there were other As things in, like, in between yeah. oh yeah well it was in between yeah to um, Wicked uh, well, Wicked when it started. See, I was actually in Limits when I saw Wicked, and it was um, I couldn't audition for it at the time, but I always said that's something oh, that's something I could do really mm-hmm. well. That, and I'm determined. I mean, it was a good five tries before I got it, but um, yeah, it was always something I knew I wanted the challenge of doing and could do 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just whether that whether that time was going to come for me, but it luckily did. Right. Yeah, it did. Um, and you're in with, with Sophie, um, but and and you have a great relationship with her. Yeah, in the show, it looks like you have. Oh, a oh God, it looks I love like you her. Get I love on her really, really well. I love her on and off stage. Yeah, she's an absolute dream. She's funny and silly and everything, and she is Glinda in real life, to, to, in most respects, really. Um, so that's what I enjoy so much is that her portrayal is so truthful and that's lovely to play opposite because we're both very similar in our um, uh, attacking of those roles. We both wanted them to be real, truthful people that you could believe in and she very much comes at that from, from her perspective as well. So that's, I think, maybe another reason why we work so well together. And um, watching it 12 years on, as I did <laughs> yeah. the other week, um, the audience now, of course, all know it. So when I first came to see it, yeah. it was on this new show, and sure. uh, um, no one really knew what to expect. Now it, they certainly know what to expect, don't they? They well, come as waiting as for wicked, lots of people, waiting for wicked lots of fans. sections. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, and and so. kids, and and I mean, loads of kids in the theatre. Yeah, but it's almost like a sort of festival spirit when you go in, and the theatre's all green and everything's green. Yeah, and I love that there's and so it's, many it's, things that sort of have filtered into because it's been here for so long, and they've really sort of yeah. they've set into the building now. Um, and which I yeah which I love and then, you know you've got all the green lights outside that just sets it all up yeah it's you enter the world of Wicked you do, when you come yeah, in and then everyone's do. like going to a concert where they know all the songs yeah and basically. they're waiting for certain bits it's lovely yeah. it's really nice and uh, and I think we get what I love is that we get so many different people we get like we obviously it's kids love it um, and uh, and teenagers and 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 school kids also love it but you know we do get a lot of older people that come thinking they're not going to love it maybe um and coming out just going oh my god that's so much more than I expected it to be you know it's not just uh, a kid show it's um it's a really it's a really lovely story oh no I don't think it's a kid show um, at all I think it's quite complicated no I know well it is and I mean a lot of them you know will go uh, a lot of the stuff will go over the kids heads and mine um probably (laughs) no I there were I had to ask questions when I went when I came to see it even the second time there were bits I wasn't I you know it's quite deep it's very deep my dad actually read the script when I first got the job I took the script up script up to to learn it sort of while I was with my folks and he read it while I was there and he just went I I so what explain this bit to me and he was really sort yeah. of going See, me through and your it dad and it was, we'd get on very you, well uh, you were same boat darling same boat <laughs> um yeah so it is I think yeah I, I think you do have to really sort of um concentrate quite a lot because there's yeah. so much you can miss and it's a shame if you miss it because there it, it ev- there's not a thing that's there in a pointless way everything's there for a reason it's to enhance the story and to enhance the characters and um, so yeah there is so much to miss but um, and if you know The Wizard of Oz it helps I guess as well because you've got those references yeah. you see from, from that with shoes so. and houses falling down and yeah, things yeah I mean I don't know many people that don't know The Wizard of Oz but I'm probably that's that's probably my ignorance because <laughs> I would have thought everyone in some respects knows The Wizard yes, of Oz base, the basics so the basics, the basic parts of it so yeah um no, I, you do. Need, I would say you need to know it a little bit, yeah, just to, just to get yourself through. Otherwise, it's just. I mean, still, it's probably quite a lot of fun seeing someone running around the stage green and yeah. flying and monkeys. Even and if you, you go, well, why is that? Well, it doesn't matter. I don't know why. Doesn't matter. Happened, I don't know, but I, I like. Thoroughly it. enjoyed it anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so you, so you wanted to be in Limmy's. Yeah. Then you saw Wicked. Wanted to be in Wicked. Everything I what's, see, I sort of want to be in. Do you want to be in that? Yeah. yeah. What's, what's the next? What's the Have next? you got your eye on the next To be aim? honest, um, I never think of it like that. I never sort of um, go, oh, I'm going to do, I want to do that next or anything like that. I sort of, um, what comes up 
I go, oh, yeah, it's quite a nice audition. I'd like to see that. I'd like to do that, maybe. And things like, you know, that I've done things that I love in my career that I didn't expect. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels was a massive one. I saw Dirty Rotten Scoundrels in, um, on Broadway years and years and years ago. And I thought, God, that's a great show. Never come to London. And, then, and I didn't even know it was coming until my agent called me to say I had an audition for it. And I went, what are you talking about? It's coming here. And he went, yeah. I went, that is my favourite show ever. I'm going. It's a great coming. You know, so stuff like that I like. And I just like to not know and to not expect. Because also if you expect, you're, it's more of a letdown when you don't get it or don't get seen. You mm. know, and this is a business of so many letdowns anyway. The last thing you need to do is build something up in your own head beforehand. So I just let, I just, I, I, you know, I, I let my agent worry about that. That's, that's uh, what I sort of yeah. came for, <laughs> to worry on my behalf. Yeah. Um... If you, not, not a whole show, but if you just could perform one song mm. okay. from a musical, what would you choose? I really am enjoying um, Waitress, the new musical by Sarah Bareilles. It's over in Broadway. Aye. And um, it's, uh, it's a fantastic score. And I, I particularly love She Used To Be Mine, as, as do a lot of people. It's become quite a famous song from that musical. Um, I would love to. I would love to. I think that's a fantastic song. I've sung it a couple of times. It's on my album actually as well. So um, it's it's a brilliant song. It's it, it's so simple. I think that's what I quite like about it. I like songs that are simple because I you know actually it's one of my for good in in Wicked, um, and I mean simple as a compliment because the some of the best things are said simply and and wonderfully. And I think for good's another one of those moments where it's just so mm. simply and easily put. There's no bump and bravado with it. It's just, it's, it's such a simple, beautiful moment. So, yeah, sometimes the easier the songs, the better. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that, that, yeah, which is Stephen Schwartz's sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Doing that, um, well, there are moments in Godspell where you just think that is so, so simple. Absolutely. You know, what a simple... Something, and you think that's yeah. just the simplest thing, and yet yeah. it's and yet means absolutely the most. magical. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Means the most. Uh, leading men. Who mm. would be, apart from, well, Hugh Jackman, obviously, big, well, Clearly Russell Crowe didn't there, quite, Russell Crowe didn't quite well. do it for, well, I mean, that yeah, might no, be a one maybe, maybe the thing. dream is, is, is yeah. better than the uh, reality. Maybe. Um, it might just be your dream and not his. I don't, yes! Very much so. That's, that's very likely. I'm just putting that out I'm there. Sorry, but if you could choose any leading man. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. Yeah. Chris Pine. It's Chris Pine. It's Chris Pine. You don't know who Chris Pine is? No. Right, Chris okay. Pine. So, um, you know the new Star Trek movies? No, see, I, I've never seen Star Trek. I don't know. I don't know if we can be friends. Alice. I don't know if we can be friends. Um, okay, he played in the in the new Into the Woods film, right? Of the musical. Yes, yes. He played one of the princes. Okay, okay. okay in that, so right. Um, he's quite a big Hollywood actor, darling. Um, go on, I think you need to go and look him up. To it. Oh, so I need to get out more. Yeah, um, yeah. No, yeah, he's put, absolutely number on my one. Part. Okay. Um, a very close second is George Clooney, but um, oh. I, I'm not going to beat a mark. No, I know who that in is. In a million percent. <laughs> There's no way I can beat Amal. She looked fa- no, didn't she look fabulous in her? Did you she like the mustard outfit? She looks constantly fabulous. Like it's she it's, looked great at the wedding. Painful. I think they she's won so prettiest couple apart from obviously the bride and groom. But I think they I agree did, though. They, yeah, they she's did flawless. Look and it's sort of effortless, but also incredibly brainy. I know. I mean, you know, top, like she really, top I've got it all. George Clooney yeah. is a husband. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. sickening, isn't it? Yeah, but then he's got her. He's got the most beautiful woman who's also fantastically brainy and does civil rights cases and all of that Some stuff. people just have it all. And so we just as a couple, <laughs> just, and I bet they're really nice as well. I bet they're I bet so they nice. Are. I, bet they, I bet we can't even say, uh, but then no. actually yeah, no one likes them. I don't yeah, think no. that's true. I think they've got lots of friends as I well. I completely They've concur. got everything. 
everything. <laughs> right. Are there any other things I was going to... Oh, yeah. What, what do you eat between shows to keep your strength up? Because well, it's a big part. It's, it's a, a massive huge part. thing. It's, it's a, a huge thing. And thing. It, you are really never off. So no. and there's a lot of running around and, you know, getting changed and running substage and up again. And so it is quite a full-on two and a half hours. So you have to take in quite a good hearty meal is how I describe it. Um, I'll always have something carby, really, if I'm honest. You know, a good pasta or... Mm -hmm. um, and I have it straight away after the show because then I need sort of an hour to let it digest because if it's if I heat it too close to the show and then you go and run around with these heavy costumes on, I mean, you're just... That's gonna... what the genie said from Aladdin. Can't eat three hours before the show. Gives himself yeah, three, a cut-off so point because like, he know says you get body. all feel a bit funny. Yeah, you, get, you, you know your own body a little bit. I can sort of... If I've got an hour and a half, I can get away with it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I'll try... So I do, I do tend to eat quite well and quite heartily. Um, and if I don't, I'll, I'll definitely notice it possibly the next day as well. But I've always got, I've got my um, brilliant trust for Troy, who's there with like you know sugar tablets or something. If I start to have a have a moment or a gaviscon, uh, um, right. you know, just standing <laughs> by just in case. But also vocally, it's a, I mean it's an incredible yeah, it's huge role on. And do you think your voice has got stronger and more sort of resilient as the as the Very years much gone so. on? Yeah, because it's really a muscle do. and it gets strong. It's a muscle that gets stronger. Yeah, there's no yeah. Um, I, I didn't realise it as standby as much. I thought I was actually sort of worried about it, thinking, oh my God, how's my voice going to react? And actually, um, it, you know, you sing it with the right technique and you sing not on a, you know, a sore throat or whatever, you're going to, that voice is going to get stronger. And, um, and I, if actually, if I've been on holiday that's the, and I come back, that's the week will be my hardest week because it's had, a it's had too much time off. Yeah. And actually, if after three and a half weeks I'm still going, and there'll people be like, how are you doing? I'm like, because actually now it's probably in there. Unless I get ill, you know, that my mm -hmm. voice is, is, is better this the end of three weeks than it is if I come back, like, after Do you holiday. do eight a week? Yeah. You do yeah. all eight. And, um, and, yeah, you have to sort of, you know, you have to have your... Uh, you can't, you know, blow your voice out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You've really got to think about it and make sure that you're, you're you know, being safe and, and singing technically well and not, you know, going too much. I don't really go out after the show. I go home and I pretty much get as much sleep as I can. Um, I'll still do stuff in the day. I don't. I, I make sure I have a life in the day. But you do have to protect yourself quite a lot. Mm. Doing eight a week of this and and know if you've got two tomorrow, what that means for you, you know. And, um, and sometimes I've got a little dog at home, but sometimes I'll just take to my fiance in the morning if I've got two shows. I'm like, there's no way I can even get out. I, I'm staying here. What sort of dog have you got? I've got a little Tibetan terrier called Phoebe. I've got a Tibetan. No, terrier have you? Archie. Archie. Yes. Aren't they the best? Uh, well. Archie's well, no. not Archie's actually. Not, no. Archie's not actually. He's a pretty rubbish dog oh. I mean we love him to death he's 13 years old but if I had to list all the things that he's done wrong in his life they, it would be fact, quite a it would be a, a list. long list and if I had to list the things he's done right in his life that would be really short this is this, really, the, really I think that's short. probably one of the first dog people to ever have this reaction however he is unbearably good looking yeah they are very and good and that's looking, why yeah. he gets away with the dreadful things that oh, he no, does. Oh, no, mine's quite um, well-behaved, actually. When you've got a girl. So I've got a girl, maybe yeah. it is that. If we yeah, went no. again, we would definitely get a girl. It's always Not that he's very boy-like. He's just... <sighs> just a not bit of a nightmare. He's done. just a nightmare. Uh, Phoebe chewed up my BT line um, when she was six months old, but that was oh, the worst but thing she she's was ever baby. done. So you forgive, don't you? Yeah. You know, 200 quid later, and the BT she... man comes and fixes it. You know, you're swearing and, and, and you're saying, why did I get you? Yeah. But after that, it's been clean sailing. And what colour is she? Black and white. Yeah, Archie's black and white. Yeah. Um, thrilled to meet you. All the very best for the rest of your career.
I'm Alice Arnold, and that was the Musicals and Theatre podcast. If you enjoyed that, then you can hear me every Saturday and Sunday morning from 6 till 10 on Mellow Magic, where I have lots of lovely, timeless, relaxing classics, musical numbers and interviews. Thank you.